after a short little vacation, time for a new haiku. Violence has hit. Three people dead from riots. It is all Trump's fault. This is Gene, and you're listening to Dumbasses Talking Politics. Hey, hey, folks. Gone took a few days. Went over, went over to uh, Las Vegas for a, a few days. Had a good time. I wasn't sober for 15 minutes the entire trip, and I didn't gamble a dime. So it was pretty good. So, but I did, I did follow the news, believe it or not. Uh, and some of it's really pissing me off. So let's talk about it. So we're 95 days into the riots in Portland, and uh, things are beginning to escalate. And now <coughs> it looks as though it's not just Portland where things are escalating. So last week, President Trump called the uh, mayor for the city for the city of Portland and offered the National Guard. But uh, the crappy mayor of Portland, Ted Wheeler said, no, they don't want anything. Um, he actually sent a letter. It's a pretty pretty incredible letter considering how much damage Portland is going through right now. So this is what he wrote. Quote, Yet again, you said you offered aid to Portland by sending federal law enforcement to our city. On behalf of the city of Portland, no thanks. Now, mind you, now I'm skipping... It's real arrogant for somebody to sit back and say, you know what, the people of Portland don't want your help. I mean, it's not his business burning down. But I will say that Antifa is actually threatened, did actually threaten to burn down his apartment building because that's the quality group of people we're actually dealing with. But I continue. Uh, quote, we don't need your politics of division and demagoguery. Portlanders are on to you. We have already seen your reckless disregard for human life and your bumbling response to the COVID pandemic. And we know you've reached the conclusion that images of violence for or vandalism are your only ticket to re-election. <laughs> there is no place for looting, arson, or vandalism in our city, and yet it's happening every day. There is no room here for racist violence or those who wish to bring their ideology of hate into our community. And yet that's exactly what's happening in Portland. Those who commit criminal acts will be apprehended and persecuted under the law. Now that's funny. Uh, first off, there's been loose looting, arson, and vandalism throughout the city, and Ted Wheeler's done nothing about it. All of this stuff is anti-white racist violence. And the ideology of BLM, which is a Marxist group, and Antifa, which is an anarchist group, is exactly what's causing the violence. So, not exactly sure what he's talking about. And later, we're going to talk about a murder that happened on Saturday night. Um, the DA actually said that he's not arresting people that they, they're basically arresting someone and then sending them out. So this guy, wow. Now, he sent this on Friday. Tens of, quote, tens of thousands of Portlanders have peacefully protested and marched for the noble cause of fixing our broken criminal justice system. They are part of the part, uh, proud progressive tradition of Portlanders fighting for justice from racial injustice to economic injustice to environmental injustice. This is just a lot of, you know, 
got woke social justice warrior bullshit. Um, right now, your big problem is everybody is actually burning up the town. Um, Portland is on fire. Businesses are closed. And he's worried about economic, environmental, and racial justice. That's, you know, not a thing. This is a guy who is just completely into the ideology, completely into the woke bank. I continue. When you sent the feds to Portland last month, you made the situation far worse. Your offer to repeat this that disaster is a cynical attempt to stoke fear and distract us from the real work of our city. Um, they sent feds to the Portland to protect federal courthouse, and they ended up arresting like 80 people. They got 80, basically 80 people off the street. That's actually a good thing. And just because this guy doesn't want to do anything, and you know, the real work of the city is what's going to, what are the costs of this whole thing going to be when it's over? 95 days of rioting and looting. And as we're going to see in a few minutes, now in murder, murder is going to be one of the other things. Let's finish the letter. <clears throat> in Portland, we are focused on coming together as a community to solve the serious challenges we face due to systemic racism, global pandemic, and an economic recession. Stay away, please. And that's what ended up happening. Well, unfortunately, when you have no law and order, you have chaos. And that is exactly what's happening in Portland this weekend. And it's actually happening in a bunch of other democratic cities, as we'll see. So this letter, Trump received this letter on Saturday, on Friday night, Friday. He made some comments, called him some names, as you would think Trump would do. And uh, things are escalating. So on Saturday night, a group of pro-Trump right-wingers decided to drive their trucks through, Port through the Portland streets where Antifa and BLM rioters were. Uh, the trucks were covered with pro-Trump, Blue Lives Matter, and American flags. The group was called the Patriot Prayer Group. Now, this is a group, uh, I had to actually look this group up. It is a right-wing group, but it is not an alt-right or a white supremacist group. It, or white nationalist group. It's just a group of folks that actually just like the Constitution and Declaration of Independence, who are God-fearing, things like that. They're, they're not an extremist group by any stretch of the imagination. They came into Portland from outside cities. Um, I They planned to drive through the riots, and they kept the rioters at bay with mace cannons and paintball guns. So essentially their idea was simply to drive through the neighborhoods. And there are actual there is actual film of protesters uh, of protesters trying to get in the way or attack the trucks and these guys these first off these are these are big trucks. These are very big trucks and they just started spraying them with uh, spraying the protesters with mace. Just mace just looked like huge bear mace cannons and that would clear the way. Um, there were reports of paintball guns being shot, things like that. I don't recall a video. I don't, never saw a video of that, but that's there. That's supposedly something they did, and apparently people admitted it, so I, I'm not going to deny it. Now, I want you to understand something. I think this is a stupid move. 
I don't think this is the right way to go about, and this is asking for trouble. Uh, I just don't think it's necessary to go driving through the streets. This is not a militia group. It is not, uh, they're not armed. They're not a violent group. They weren't going to do anything, but likewise, they couldn't actually protect themselves either. So this just wasn't a good idea. I didn't think this was a good idea. And they actually did this in Los Angeles also. We'll get to that in a few minutes. A member of the uh, uh, Patriots uh, prayer group, a couple of members, were walking on the street, um, which I don't understand that. That's a real bad idea. And was confronted, and they were confronted by an armed Antifa member. Now there were several Antifa members. You're gonna, I'm gonna play a audio uh, portion of the actual shooting. There is a video of the shooting. Go to dumbassestalkingpolitics.com and you can look at it. Um, from point blank range, the man shoots twice and kills one of the men. Now, I do want you, when I play the clip, I do want you to notice that someone is actually yelling, here's a trumper. It might be kind of hard to hear, so you may have to turn your audio up a little bit. But here's a trumper. Get him. Get him. And by one of the rioters right before the shooting. So listen to this. So the the guy who did the shooting was identified. According to the New York Post, or I'll read from the New York Post here, an ex-military man who calls himself 100% Antifa and ready for war is being investigated over the deadly shooting of a President Trump supporter in Portland, according to the report. Michael Forrest Rynell, I guess his name is, 48, is being investigated over the death of Aaron Danielson, a supporter of the right-wing Patriot Prayer Group, who was a part of a caravan of Trump supporters who flooded the city Saturday, police sources told the Oregonian. He was identified in part by a distinctive tattoo on his neck of a black power fist, as well as call a call from his estranged sister who recognized him in video and photos of the deadly attack, the paper said. The 36-year-old sister, whom the Oregonian agreed not to name, was first alerted after threat, a threatening call that woke her at 8 a.m. Sunday, warning that our whole family was in danger unless we turn him over. Quote, we reached out to police and confirmed that we recognized Michael in the screenshots from the shooting, she told the paper. The father of two is estranged from most of his family, including his parents, after stealing from them, the sister said. Quote, on the one hand, this whole thing surprises the daylights out of us because we always thought he was a lot of bark, not a lot of bite, she said. But he's also been very impulsive and irrational. She decried the shooting as not the solution to the nation's problems. So basically what we have here is we have some absolute nut job who is filled with ideologies, extreme ideologies, and he's got a group of nut jobs who are also filled with extreme ideologies. And now this guy had a gun. He had some training. He was in the military. And he found a Trump supporter and killed him. Now, there were a bunch of things that were actually said in the video. For example, they called him a 
pro-Trumper, so it wasn't like this this guy who was killed was a military guy. He wasn't armed. He wasn't a, 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 a neocon or a far-right or a white nationalist or anything like this. But they did call him a fascist. The reason they called him a fascist is because he's a Trump supporter. That's how extreme we've gotten today. We we Anybody who just doesn't believe in what somebody else believes in is suddenly deemed fascist, racist, homophobe. It's disgusting language. Disgusting language. And I'll tell you one thing, too. Like, a fascist. I don't think I know any fascists out there. I, I think even Antifa. Antifa is a very small group. They are they're all over the country. But they are a very small group. This is not a lot of people. President Trump is absolutely correct when he says that all he needs is an hour and he could clear this. He could. These people are all cowards. But that wasn't the only incident this weekend, believe it or not. Uh, In Los Angeles, the same pro-Trump type of parade was also rolling through the streets. Someone from an apartment building just decided to start shooting at the caravan. Those people were eventually arrested, but it took SWAT and a standoff to actually get them out. These protests are no longer peaceful. These protests are no longer just looting and rioting. These protests are now killing people. I mean, and that's if you decide to ignore the 900 or 1,000 police officers that have been injured or blinded, or David Dorn, who was shot in the chest... I mean, I would have thought David Dorn would have been a bigger story than it was, but listen, I understand that Trump doesn't want to implement the Insurrection Act. Now, for those who don't know, the Insurrection Act is when there appears to be an insurrection, a rioting, an uprising. President Trump, the president has the right to implement this act and quell the violence no matter whose district it's in. So right now, the Insurrection Act is not implemented, and the people who control are the mayor of Portland, and he's advised by the governor of Oregon. And President Trump, technically, right now, has no right just to send federal troops over there, unless it's to protect federal property, which is why federal troops were there before. Now, the Insurrection Act is not is not something that hasn't been done before. Even though you'll Trump will be blasted as a tyrant and a dictator when he implements it. And I'm, I'm saying when. But Lyndon B. Johnson and John F. Kennedy, they also used the Insurrection Act in the 60s. This is just not something that isn't used. I believe there were a couple of other presidents that actually used it. But I think it is time to wrestle these cities back from the thugs and give it back to the citizens that actually contribute something to society. I think Trump is going to actually do it. He has the legal right to fix what Ted Wheeler refuses to. He has to send the National Guard to Seattle, Chicago, New York, Portland, Kenosha, even though Kenosha seems to be calming down because the local mayor actually did ask for... um, uh, did ask for the National Guard to come in. Last I heard, and today's Tuesday, last I, or last I heard, as of uh, Monday night, um, the protests had actually really calmed down in Kenosha, Wisconsin. They 
refuse, all these cities, except Kenosha, just refuse to allow Trump to send them National Guards simply because they hate Trump. And they actually like the philosophies of the rioters. They do. They, they love the Marxism. They love the, the whatever it is they do. I, that's what it is. And then, of course, all these mayors and governors, all these Democrat leftists, think there's systemic racism and general rottenness of the United States. So they think, yeah, let's go fight it out. Let's do it. And they like to, for some reason, and for some reason they buy this, these guys continue to blame Trump. It's Trump's fault that they're rioting in Portland. Trump, who has sat back and said, you know, guys, you got to stop rioting. You got to stop these riots. Trump, who has said, uh, called Wheeler and the governor in Oregon and said, hey, I can send you a thousand National Guard's troops right now and this thing could be fixed. But Ted Wheeler, nope, he decided to blame Trump. So listen to this little clip. This is Ted Wheeler actually blaming Trump for the shooting. And even though Trump basically said, I can send you National Guard troops, and Wheeler told him to kick, kick sand. Yesterday's events began with hundreds of cars filled with supporters of the president rallying in Clackamas County and then driving through downtown Portland. They were supported and energized by the president himself. President Trump, for four years, we've had to live with you and your racist attacks on black people. We learned early about your sexist attitudes towards women. We've had to endure clips of you mocking a disabled man. We've had to listen to your anti-democratic attacks on journalists. We've read your tweets slamming private citizens to the point of receiving death threats. And we've listened to your attacks on immigrants. We've listened to you label Mexicans rapists. We've heard you say that John McCain wasn't a hero because he was a prisoner of war. And now you're attacking Democratic mayors and the very institutions of democracy that have served this nation well since its founding. Do you seriously wonder, Mr. President, why this is the first time in decades that America has seen this level of violence? It's you who have created the hate and the division. It's you who have not found a way to say the names of black people killed by police officers, even as people in law enforcement have. And it's you who claimed that white supremacists are good people. Your campaign of fear is as anti-democratic as anything you've done to create hate and vitriol in our beautiful country. You've tried to divide us more than any other figure in modern history. And now you want me to stop the violence that you helped create. What an absolute piece of shit this guy is. How fucking dare he blame Trump, who's five thousand miles away who has asked if Ted Wheeler wanted support to end these riots how dare he put these rioters on a freaking pedestal and act like these people are fighting the good fight they're fucking animals nothing more that's all they are they're animals they're thugs 
they're writer. I don't care. Most of them are white. That's what's ironic. We're not talking. These are all Black Lives Matter protesters, or they're protesting. This has to do with George Floyd. How? And by the way, uh, everybody he keeps talking about say their names. Say their. See, this is what the left wants. This is what the left wants. And Ben Shapiro said it a lot more uh, eloquently than I'm going to say it. And what it is, what they want is they want us to buy into their bullshit. That's what it comes down to. In, even in this speech, he kept talking about how we're systemically racist, social justice, equity, ju- equity justice, bullshit woke slogans that get nothing accomplished. And all he did was, instead of sitting back and saying, these rioters are assholes and now we got murderer and we got, we got all sorts of problems, he decided just to flat out say that, Trump, it's your freaking fault. And now you expect me to clean this mess up. Well, first off, let's go. Let's let's talk a little bit about that. Yes, Trump should expect him to clean this crap up. He should clean that crap up because that's his job. That's what he's supposed to be doing: is cleaning this, protecting the citizens, not allowing them get shot and stuff like that. Nine hundred police officers have been injured, or. or a couple have been very seriously injured. Some of them can never be police officers again. This guy's job is to protect the citizens of the city. And instead, this lowly piece of crap, he is officially worse than de Blasio right now, has decided to just sit back and like a coward. Ignore the whole thing. Ignore any help and let these people, I don't know what he's expecting. What do you expect these what's gonna happen? Is it gonna it's in 95 days? Is this when does he think this is gonna end? Well, I got news for you. Something happened this weekend also. Something also happened this weekend that might change some minds. Because people have a tendency of changing minds when their shit is on the line. Antifa found out where Mayor Ted Wheeler lived. And they tried to burn down his apartment building. They actually were going to set an apartment, the apartment building he lives in, on fire. That's what they were trying to do. And by the way, it's an apartment building. Hundreds, probably dozens of families live in that apartment building. Let's not go hundreds. Let's not get extreme. Yeah, I got news for you. Ted Wheeler... Oh, you know, he will probably want to break this thing up when they start burning his apartment building. You know, every election year, there is an October surprise. In 2016, it was Jim Comey being an idiot, saying that he was going to reopen the uh, Hillary Clinton investigation for her emails. Because Uma, Uma, I can't remember her name, but one of her... uh, yeah, I can't remember the whole story, but I'm not going to talk about the whole story. But that was a big surprise. One of the reasons is he thought Hillary had no chance to lose. I mean, everyone was saying Hillary was like a 98% favorite in that election. I'm going to predict something. The October surprise is going to come mid-September. President Trump is going to invoke the Insurrection Act, and he's going to shut down those riots, and he's going to shut down those riots probably in one, maybe two nights. I tell you what, Biden better be wearing his depends 
when that happens because he's going to piss himself when he sees how the ratings go up and how easily President Trump was actually able to kill that uh, was able to kill that um, those protests and inst- and instill peace. Well, I have a few more minutes, so what I'm going to do is let's go over some of the big notices of the day. Um, so Joe Biden has decided to uh, go to Pennsylvania, where he went for a 24-minute speech, didn't answer any questions, and then left back to Delaware, where he went right back into his basement. It was a really piss-poor speech. It was such a bad speech. We're actually going to talk about that speech tomorrow. I'm still editing it. But it was it was really bad. A lot of gaslighting, which is basically lying, if you don't know what gaslighting means. And I don't understand how anyone could sit back and and really see this guy. And of course he had his bumbles too. But we'll go over that. We'll go over that tomorrow. And by the way, the bumbles thing really makes me laugh because it was a completely prepared speech. He was doing it off a teleprompter, literally stumbled into the room, made a 24-minute speech, stumbled out of the room without taking any questions, done in an empty room. There were no reporters there. The guy with a camera filming it. The uh, media gushed about it, but yeah, no, it was a crap speech. And it really does. This, these are the speeches I want Biden to make because you begin to see what Biden is about. Never in the speech did he mention Antifa or Black Lives Matter. What he did mention was far-right activists, white nationalists, militia groups, Trump, he never mentioned anything about, he never mentioned anything about, uh, uh, but BLM and Antifa, which are actually causing the riots. And of course he sat back and said, oh, you know, we just have to have peace all around. Yeah. Garbage speech. We'll do it again tomorrow. Um, Trump, now Biden was supposed to go to Kenosha. Okay, he was actually supposed to go to Kenosha to see the violence in Kenosha. Um, Probably not a good thing. And he changed his mind. They decided we're not taking Biden to Kenosha. We'll go to Pennsylvania. Now, here's the thing. I'm not not exactly clear on exactly what Biden thinks he's getting as far as a bump by going to Pennsylvania and not seeing anybody. And hiding away. And then running away from Pennsylvania. I don't understand how he thinks this is going to be a positive thing. And by the way, there are no plans for him to make any other speeches or anything else. This was his big campaign trail thing. I'm not exactly sure what this guy is doing. He is bombing in the polls right now. And I think things are going to get ugly. Especially when he starts dropping in the polls. And he's going to actually have to go out there and he's going to have to talk and he's start, going to have to start answering questions. The guy's literally had three interviews, but with like with the likes of like Cardi B and crap like that. So not going to happen. Trump what did go to Kenosha to the dismay of the governor. The governor also wrote him a letter saying that, hey, don't come to Kenosha. Don't come to Wisconsin. It's just going to cause... 
more division and we're not going to um, we're not going to be able to heal as a state. But unlike uh, Ted Wheeler's letter, his letter was a little lighter. It wasn't it was just like, sir, please don't come. I mean, it was not a terrible letter, but uh, Trump basically gave him the middle finger as he should have. And he met with the local authorities, local mayor um, and the local law enforcement and had a round table. They talked about what happened. And unlike Portland, where, you know, hey, federal assistance is not even wanted, um, Kenosha actually asked for federal assistance. Uh, Initially, the governor in uh, Wisconsin didn't want to give it because this is a win for Trump. Trump basically sent, I think it was a thousand National Guard troops, and the riots pretty much ended. Uh, Right now, there's no rioting in Kenosha. There's no looting in Kenosha. So it pretty much ended. The big, (laughs) the big controversy was that President Trump did not visit the family of Jacob Blake. Now, here's the thing. I think that's a good thing. Why? Why give credence to the bullshit media narrative that the media is pushing? And by the way, there's actually more news about this piece of shit. Remember, the media lied about it. They said that he was there as a good Samaritan breaking up a domestic fight between a woman and another woman. Then we found out that, no, he was causing the domestic dispute with a woman who he had previously sexually assaulted and had a warrant for domestic abuse and sexual assault. And she was 15 years old. And that he had stolen her keys and he had walked to the car. Police tried to arrest him. They struggled. Uh, Blake threw them off. He walked around the car. Police had guns drawn. The police knew there was a knife involved somewhere, and he opened his car door, reached in, did not did not get into the car, which, by the way, getting into the car when there are three kids in the back seat during another domestic dispute, grabbed a knife and reached for what was a knife on the floorboard of the car, and the police shot him seven, t- seven times in the back, which, good for the police, they should have shot him seven times in the back. Here's the thing. We got more news today about that whole thing. Woot woot. On Tuesday. On Tuesday, it was reported Jacob Blake sexually assaulted, sexually assaulted the woman again. That's why the woman called the police. It wasn't just a domestic disturbance. He committed another rape. Apparently, he walked in while she was asleep and stuck his fingers inside of her. Oh, my God. So here's the thing. It makes absolute sense that that Donald Trump didn't go visit. But here's the thing. And the media made it out. You should have visited. No, you shouldn't have visited. And the reason he shouldn't have visited is you are playing to the narrative. Now, the family, the mother thinks that Jacob Blake is kind of a piece of crap. She she's flat out said it. She goes, no, this is not this violence and things. She even apologized to Donald Trump for the mess that was created over her son. The father, he looks like a piece of shit too. He's, you know, dumb, fat with a 
big freaking ponytail. He's the one who keeps saying, oh, well, the injustice, injustice, whatever. I really would have wished Donald, President Trump and uh, uh, Kayla McEnany, I hope I got her name correct, had actually pointed that out. Because I just gave you the whole situation with this piece of crap. And there should be no way President Trump visits the family of a rapist and a domestic abuser because he got shot. Well, yeah, you you resist arrest, you threaten the police, you commit two sexual assaults, two domestic de- uh, abuses. I'm not sure, but it, it rumor has it that the car was not his, so he's stealing the person he was abusing's car. With three kids in the back? Yeah, no, that's not a good guy. That's probably not someone you want to have a discussion with. But, you know, hey, I don't know. That's just me. If I were president, I'd say, uh, no, he committed sexual assault twice. I have no sympathy, and he resisted arrest. And I would like them to not be, not try and comply or cooperate with the media because there's no reason for it. He's going to be wrong no matter what. I mean, if he did go visit the Blake family, I guarantee you the media would say, oh, by the way, he's a sexual abuser. You visited the family of a sexual abuser. They would do something like that. So he's not going to win. So, you know, why bullshit him? Just say what you think. Okay, so we're going to do another one tomorrow with Joe Biden's speech. You can follow me on Twitter at RunninFool, R-U-N-N-I-N-F-E-W-L. You can download or listen to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Podbean, Podcast Addict, uh, uh, Stitcher and YouTube. Uh, you can visit my website at www.dumbassestalkingpolitics. You can take a look at my show notes, any links, references, pictures, videos. This is Gene, and you've listened to Dumbasses Talking Politics. Mm-hmm.